I can't wait to, to see how this pans out. The Yankees are meeting with him on Monday. He only has a limited time. This can't go deep into the offseason. I think it's the end of – he's got like 30 days, 45 days or something before he has to sign. I think he's going to sign relatively quick this coming week. They already went to Japan, the Mets, to meet with him. The Yankees are meeting with him on Monday. This is now the most important part of the offseason for both the Yankees and Mets. But they need to figure out their rotation, the Yankees still do. And Rodon, without question, is the most important piece. The most important piece. And the Mets, it's all on Yamamoto. That's it. I don't think they're going to do anything this offseason. I wouldn't, they're going to try and just bolster their starting pitching. You're hearing it already. They are trusting the depth of this team. The offense, they are going to let third base figure it out with the handful of young players they have. I don't I don't see them extending Pete. I don't see them trading Pete, but I don't see them extending Pete. I think that this is just the, the same offense of last year is going to be the offense this year. You would like them to add someone with a little bit of pop to be their you know, designated hitter. You could you, They definitely could use a DH, another bat in the lineup. But I'm not sure it's going to be a name or a, a major move of adding money. This is They're all in on getting Yamamoto. That's it. That's their offseason. So let's be totally honest, Met fans. The Yankees now are coming from a point of strength. They have already made the Soto deal. They've already placated a lot of their fan base. The feeling of the Yankees being back and the Bronx Bombers and the Evil Empire and Steinbrenner willing to make mo- spend money and and... Cashman willing to make moves. That's already been solidified. They've got a Hall of Fame 25-year-old left fielder. Done, locked, sealed, delivered. And now they're coming for the one prize that you have set your eyes on. And if they steal it from you, this, Cohen can't lose this. Cohen cannot lose this. What does it say about the richest owner in baseball to come here, buy the Mets, be a Met fan his whole life, Take this on as a bit of a passion project. I'm listening. He wants to make money, I'm sure. But a bit of a passion project. Someone who buys Jackson Pollock's on a whim and you know does whatever he wants with his money. Comes over here, buys the Mets. He promises a championship. Within five years, he spent all this money. They just had a miserable disaster of, the, of a season. Arguably one of the worst in the franchise history when you take into expectation into account. And now, in the offseason, they have targeted one player and one player alone. They've taken a step back. Otherwise, they've acquired more prospects than willing to give up. They weren't in the Juan Soto trade. They aren't really involved in some of the high price pieces. Otani, the greatest free agent in the history of baseball, the Mets haven't even really. I mean, I think they'd be open to it. He's not open to them, but still, they're not involved in that. They are targeting one player. And if the Yankees swoop in on the same offseason they traded for Juan Soto, coming off a miserable season of their own, and if they can swoop in and steal this guy away from you, what does it say about this owner? What does it say about the advantage you claim to have with all the money he has? Like, this is, you're still losing to the Yankees. And probably on a level you've never lost to them before. Because I told you before, I I was listening to Steve, uh, Steve Phillips talk about it. The Mets have never bothered to venture into this. Like, the only one I can even think of that where both were, I mean, the Yankees, to be fair, haven't done it either. Like, they didn't go after Beltron when the Mets were after Beltron. And Beltron wanted them to get in it desperately. They didn't want to get in it. So neither team has really ventured into this where full steam ahead, both teams knowing they're competing with each other. It's it's hardly ever, if ever, happened. 
And Steve Cohen's coming in, his first venture into it, he decided not to go after Judge last year when he could have because he has the most money. He's not involved in Otani. The only big-time free agents he's, he's, he's bought are aging Hall of Fame pitchers. Otherwise, he's brought back t- players on his own team. I mean, he traded for Lindor and then signed him, but technically that's not a free agent signing. It's a trade and an extension. But they don't. They go after. They get Nimmo. They get McNeil. You know, they got Marte. But I'm really the, the the big free agent signings that make him special have been the two aging pitchers that failed and were traded away for prospects where he threw more money at it. So you know he's willing to spend money. You know he's got the highest payroll in baseball in the history of baseball last year. You know that he also deems on some level to have the same mindset that Hal Steinbrenner has where you don't just have to throw money at every problem if you want to win. So he's taking a step back. He's trying to develop this farm system. He does want to do it right and create an atmosphere and a franchise where winning is sustainable on its own, where he doesn't have to constantly go out and sign every free agent on the market, where we will can be built from within for a lot of the, the guys you're looking for. And teams that, you know, you mix in the free agents, but you want to build it from within. He's trying to do both. He had no pitching depth in the organization, so he threw money at the big-time short contracts in Verlander, in Scherzer. He did that so he could still have a rotation and compete for a championship without affecting the minor league system while still bringing on assets. Trade those guys away once it failed to add more assets to the team. This is a gathering effort. They go out and get the young free, the young executive in Stearns who everybody loves, who ran the organization, the Milwaukee Brewers, who don't spend nearly as much money as, as obviously the Mets or the Yankees are a high-market team. He's coming over here. It's his first year here, and he's kind of taken the let's, let's play it by ear, take some time, not go crazy, except for one player. They have targeted one player. And I'm telling you right now, if the Yankees swoop in and take them, this is going to be a bitter offseason for the New York Mets. Bitter. And what does it say about the owner? What does it say? It doesn't say he won't spend the money because I'm sure he'll offer him more. What does it say? It says his money isn't always going to get you what you want. It, it also says just because you might have the richest owner in town doesn't mean you have the best-run franchise, and it doesn't mean you're going to get every player you want, and it doesn't mean that you're ready to have the Yankees take a back seat to you just because your owner's a billionaire. But if he wins it, and he spends the most money, and he wins Yamamoto knowing that they're gonna, the Yankees are going to throw out the full red carpet, bring back all the former stars, be willing to spend $300 million to get him, and all that, all the pomp and circumstance, all the Yankee pinstripes, all the history, all that goes out the window when it comes down to write a check. Like, the dynamic of what this one player means between these two teams fighting over a a star who we've never seen pitch in Major League Baseball, a 25-year-old superstar from Japan who everybody covets, who every team in baseball is in on in some way, shape, or form, who's going who's gonna to require upwards of $300 million, having never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball. Both of these teams are going at it, and what it says on who wins the battle will speak volumes moving forward between these two teams. It is a, it is a battle years in the making, and I can't wait for it. And I cannot wait for it. 
Because we all know what's going to happen. We all know. It's the offseason of Yamasoto. I'm very sorry. I'm very, very sorry. I wish it could go different for you, Met fans. I wish you could get your guy and be happy with it and have a very nice little season. And then woo, next year, 25-26, the Mets will be ready to take on the world. They'll probably, you know, all their prospects will come to fruition. Everyone's going to come up right at the right time. They'll spend money next offseason. They're going to hit 25-26. Acuna is going to be just like his brother or better. But not this year. Sorry. As the song said, ain't no stopping us now. This is the offseason of Yamasoto. And there ain't no stopping it.